before we, we go to the message, I really encourage you, I've kept on praying this way for all of us, you know, for all of us, LFI Victory Faith family. From Ephesians chapter 1, 17, 23, and Ephesians chapter 3, 14 to 21. And I really do encourage you to join in faith and pray out these prayers in your own time and receive them. Receive them by faith. Our connection with what God is doing, even during this time, is faith, church. Faith is the connection. That's what we need. And again, like what Pastor Carla said last week, that it's so easy to pay attention to what is happening. You know, the news, KTN news, and whatever the news you watch on the media, and so much focus in the, to the negative, or focus on the negative, and miss out what God is doing. This is the time for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and I, and I do believe we're living in the time for the glory, the glory of God manifesting in our midst. It doesn't look like, but we don't look at the natural. We have spiritual eyes to see. Bless our eyes for they see and our ears for they hear. They hear and they see what natural men cannot hear or see. That's how you are special. You are different. You are called by God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So what we really do encourage you as pastors, your pastors, we're praying for you and believing God with you. You need to focus on God's word. In different situations that you might be going through, Right now, church, focus on God's promises. Focus on the goodness of the Lord. Be thankful to him. Be thankful even you are breathing. <laughs> the scripture says, let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. You have breath. Praise him. Honor him. Thank him for this nation. Thank him for the leaders in this nation. If there's any person that have, my heart has been going out for, you know, praying, is our cabinet secretary, uh, Mr. Mutahi Kagwe. You know, the decisions that they have to make concerning this nation and, and this city in such a time like this, pray for our nation. It's the command of God for, uh, for us in First Timothy chapter 2. Pray for this nation and let's believe God together for the will of God to be done in our nation. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to pay attention. Actually, it's such a privilege, again, to be able to bring Pastor Carla all the way from North Carolina, USA, to your homes. If there, is, if there is any direct flight, that is a direct flight. All the way from North Carolina to your homes. So that she may continue with the message that she began last Sunday. It feels so good to have her do this. She knows what I mean. It feels so good to me. If it's to anyone, not to anyone else, to me, Pastor Gala, and I know to many others. But it feels so good for you to be able to do this. And thank you, Father, for technology. Thank you for the time we are living that you are able to do this. And I want you to pay attention to the message that the Lord has given uh, to her for us. And then I, when I'll come back at the end of, of, of the message, of our message, and we shall receive Holy Communion together. Wherever you are watching from, whoo, would you please receive Pastor Kala? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Jumbo Sana Victory Faith Church. This is Pastor Carla coming to you from North Carolina. <laughs> I'm still here, church. And I'm missing you so much. I send love, love, love to each and every one of you in the church, to the children of our home. I miss you. I miss you all so very much. And I pray today that you sense God embracing you, his love being poured out upon you. Church, I've got quite a bit to say, so I'm going to get right into the message. Last week, I shared some principles with you about repentance because I really sensed we're experiencing an upper room time where we're separated and that the Spirit of God wants to deal with our hearts 
And so I shared with you some brief principles about repentance. And that very often when we repent, we repent mentally because intellectually, we know what the Bible says. We know that the scriptures say that we're to forgive with the same forgiveness that we've received from Jesus. We're to forgive others. But very often that repentance is not very deep and issues remain in our hearts. And so we repent intellectually. We say, I agree, I need to forgive. But we never go deeper than that to our will, where we know we have a choice to make. We've got two paths in front of us. And unless we choose to forgive from our heart, we make a quality decision. I refuse to have unforgiveness in my heart. We can go down this path where we've forgiven mentally, but we're still harboring issues in our hearts regarding another. So we forgive not only intellectually and mentally, but we forgive from our will, which is a part of our heart a part of our soul. And then I also spoke to you about forgiving others emotionally, which I believe is maybe the most challenging area where our feelings have been bruised and wounded and maybe our hearts have been broken and we can harbor hurt. We can keep hurt and unforgiveness in the area of our emotions for years or even until we die. And this causes us issues. That can actually be, be a breeding ground for bitterness. And we know that bitterness involves witchcraft. There, we open the, the door to deceiving spirits, tormenting spirits, when we harbor un forgiveness. So we want in this season for our hearts to be prepared thoroughly to receive a new thing from God. And if we've had bruised, wounded, broken hearts, we want our hearts to be healed during this season of preparation for Pentecost 2020 and a fresh mighty, powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit during this mighty Moed, a mighty divine appointment that we have the following Sunday, uh, the 31st of May, with the Holy Spirit. And so we're in a time of heart preparation for God to do a new thing as we come in to the Moed of Pentecost. I have three points that I want to share with you today, and I'm trusting that God will help us increase our faith, even as we're in this period where we're not able to move about freely. Even government officials have had us in lockdown. They've had us in self-isolation. But we've not gone into lockdown without our faith and without believing God for his kingdom to come and his will to be done during this very significant period. Now, when we, we've been through our first series of uh, the first three Moeds of Passover, and we celebrate the fourth spring Moed of Pentecost next Sunday. But this past Passover church was truly unique. Passover 2020 was the first time since the original Passover in Egypt that we were told to stay in our homes. So we didn't get to go to church. We didn't get to come together and celebrate Passover 2020. No, we observe Passover 2020 
in our homes like those in the original Passover in Egypt did. And we were praying and we were believing that the mighty spirit of God would go to the very root of the coronavirus and strike it at its very root and that, that it would pass over us and be defeated. Now, we're still coming through the COVID-19 lockdown, but things are beginning to open up a bit, which we're so very grateful for. But we're moving into the fourth Moed of 2020, and that is the season of Pentecost. And we're still believing that we're coming out of self-isolation. We're coming out of this lockdown. And we're shifting into a new thing that the Lord is doing. And I want to tell you, the word of the Lord has not changed. There is increase in 2020. The Lord gave that word that that 2020 would be a year of increase. And church, the COVID-19, COVID-19, if we will stay in faith, is not does not change the word of the Lord. Uh, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of the Lord never changes. And so I'm still in faith for increase. Would someone shout increase? Increase! Hallelujah! And so we're still in faith for that. Our thinking has to be right for our faith to work. Our hearts have to be right for our faith to work our understanding of the time that we're in has to be right for us to be in faith or we can stay in a fearful, lockdown, self-isolation mentality. And none of us want that. I don't want that for you. The Spirit of God does not want that for you. Now, I, I'm just gonna speak for myself, church. I've been in lockdown with God. This has not been a terrifying experience for me. I went into this with that understanding of having an upper room experience, that this was a time that I could be separated and fearful, or I could be separated unto God, unto his word, and that I, I could let him prepare me for a bright future that I know is in his heart for all of us. So church, rather than listening to the spirit of the world and all that is being spoken in the world, all the possibilities, all they even saying the probabilities, all the doom and gloom that we will hear if we're listening to the spirit of the world, I, I want to hear what the spirit of God has to be said. I want the spirit of God to lead all of us into truth. 1 Corinthians 2.12 in the New King James Version says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world. Someone say amen. Say, I've not received the spirit of the world. Hallelujah. Nicole's behind the camera saying this with you. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 2, 12. But the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Don't you want to know the things that have been freely given to us by God? Hallelujah. Not the things the world is predicting is going to happen, but we want to know the things that God is freely releasing to those who are in faith and believing his word. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit who is from God is the Holy Spirit. And one indication that we are receiving our thoughts, our imaginations, 
our words, our utterances from the Holy Spirit is that we're in faith. Because the Holy Spirit of God is the spirit of faith. Are you in faith today, church? I think we have to examine ourselves, whether we be in faith or have we let the fear that is in the world overwhelm us. We're to live in the spirit of faith. In spite of everything the world says, everything the world throws at us, everything about COVID-19 that has been spoken that would terrify us and bring us into a place where we're cowering and fearful, uh, even bring us into fear, poverty, and even death, Church, we overcome it all by faith. Let's say once again, I receive the spirit of faith. Hallelujah. Well, we can't talk about the spirit of faith without going to Mark 11, 20 through 25. And in the New King James Version, I'm reading now in the morning as they pass by. They saw, this is Jesus and the, his disciples, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. And church, that's what happens when we in faith speak the word of God, we pray the word of God, we sing the word of God, we release the word of God through thanksgiving and praise and decrees and utterances that the Lord gives us. It goes, the spirit of faith goes to the root of situation and deals with it at the root. And our words are invisible. A lot of people look at the fruit and they say, well, it didn't work this time. No, faith and the word of God goes to the root of issues. And Jesus answered them and said, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Church, I remember hearing Brother Hagin teach this scripture so powerfully. And he would say, faith has to do with your words and how true this is. Notice Jesus says, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, saying, what you say has to do with the spirit of faith. Be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, see, that's faith, that those things he says, there we've got the words we speak again, will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. Oh, church, the words of our mouth can release faith or they can release doubt and fear and unbelief. Therefore, verse 24 says, Jesus said, I say unto you, what things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So faith involves our words. And I, that's one of the main points I want to make to you today is church, God wants to prepare our hearts for greater faith than we've ever walked in before. Now, Satan wants to see, send us fear so that our faith becomes small, but the Spirit of God wants to send greater uh, faith into our hearts, 
releasing faith in our hearts through his words, but it involves not just what he says to us in scripture, but what we say from our own mouths personally. I want to ask you this question. What kind of words have you been speaking? Do your words agree with the word of God? So notice this scripture says we have to say and then pray whatever things you ask when you pray then believe that you receive them and you will have them whenever you stand praying if you have anything against anyone forgive him see we've been dealing with repentance that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses church i need to move along i could say so much but if we're going to operate in the spirit of faith, which is the spirit of believing, let's see, I touched something here. Here we go. Uh, it's the spirit, spirit of faith is the spirit of believing and trusting in God, trusting in his word. We need to understand some things. And one of the things Jesus is revealing here is that the words we speak, and the words we pray, the words we utter, the words of our conversation, the words we decree can have faith. They can be powerful and mighty for God to use them to bring forth his will. Or we can let our words agree with the spirit of the world, with the enemy, what the naysayers are speaking. <clears throat> Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. This is in the New King James. Oh, church, this is so powerful. Understand this. Death and life are in the power of our tongue, of your tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit of it. The Amplified Classic says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for life or death. In other words, when you speak words, when you indulge in words, your words can produce life or your words can produce death. Church will eat the fruit of our words. Our words have power. Say, my words have power, the power of life and death. Go ahead, let's say it again. My words have power, the power of life and death. In this very significant time leading up to Pentecost 2020, we need to be reminded of the power of our words because our words can will create our future for good or for evil. In Job 20 and verse 28 in the King James Version, it says, Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and light shall shine upon thy ways. So our words, what we decree, decrees that we make have power to cause the light of God to be on our pathway. Oh, church, we need to be reminded that God has given us a vehicle to prophesy our future, to decree our future in agreement with his word and live in the promises of God. Eat the fruit of the kingdom of God. We can eat of the fruit of the tree of life in this life if we will understand our tongue, our words can produce the fruit of the tree of life or it can produce cursing and all the woes that are in the world that does not know God. Job 6 and verse 25, the 
the A part, the very first part, in the King James Bible. King James Version says, how forcible are right words. Think about that. Think about the word forcible. How forcible. Let's say that together. Ready? How forcible are right words. They have the power to produce the will of God in our lives. The power to produce the goodness of God. The blessing of God in our lives. They have the power to produce increase if our words are right words. So words can be a force for good, for good changes in our life. That's why God designed us the way he designed us, to have a tongue, to have a mouth, to have a, 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 the ability to speak. He designed our mouth for good. Now, in this time, we need to examine our mouth. Are we in faith? Are we using our mouths for good, for blessing, for increase? Or are we using our mouths for death and cursing? We've come into agreement with the spirit of the world. So, church, I, I, want, I, I want us to pray today. We're going to pray in just a moment. That and ask the Holy Spirit to bring us into a new level of teaching. We've been well taught in this church about our words and, and how faith is released. And But I want to ask the Holy Spirit to train me on a higher level about the words of my mouth. Church, let's agree. We're, we're going to open up our hearts and let the Holy Spirit teach us and train us about our words which is how we release our faith. And we are to live by faith. We live by faith through the word of God. Uh, let him teach us how to speak right words, how to speak forcible words that will produce change, not only in our own lives, but in the nations of the earth. That's how much power God wants to put on our words, how much anointing he wants to put on our words. I've prayed this before, but I want to be like the prophet Samuel, whose words were so pure and so right that in his life as a prophet, the scripture tells us not, God did not allow one of his words to fall to the ground. I imagine most of us are thinking right now, well, I hope a whole bunch of my words fall to the ground. <laughs> I hope God doesn't fulfill a bunch of my words. But I want to be so trained and full of the Holy Spirit that God and I enter into a, a covenant that not one of my words will fall to the ground. So may the Holy Spirit train us about our words, to speak right words, to speak forcible words, to pray right words, to give right decrees and declarations and Holy Spirit-led utterances that the Holy Spirit would put the utterances of the kingdom of God in our mouths as we pray. Church, it doesn't produce anything good to moan and groan about the things we've been through. But the word of God, we take the word of God today. How forcible are right words that produce the blessing, that produce increase, that produce favor, that make a way where there seems to be no way. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to Train us to speak right words, no matter what the situation is, no matter what we're facing. May the Holy Spirit train us to speak right words so that our mouths become instruments of God. In Isaiah 50 and verses 4 through 7, is the New King James Version. It says, the Lord God has given me the tongue of 
of the learned. In other words, the Lord has educated me. I've allowed him to educate my tongue. I've allowed him to teach me and train me to use my tongue in the way and for the reason he created my tongue. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He wakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting for the Lord God will help me. Therefore, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint and I know that I will not be ashamed. I cannot say all there is to teach uh, from the, these, <clears throat> this mighty portion of scripture. But church, the Lord, I'm part of Jesus. Jesus lives in me. This was prophecy of Jesus. God gave Jesus the tongue of the learned. I'm part of the body of Christ. I'm bone of his bone. <clears throat> I've been born again. I'm flesh of his flesh. And the Lord God wants to give me and you the tongue of the learned. So church, let's just pause a moment. If you're with someone, take their hand. And I want to pray for us and we agree together. Let's, let's pray, church. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you humbly today on behalf of your word, on behalf of the will of heaven. We ask you as the people of God, give us the tongue of the learned. We ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, teach us and train us to speak right words. Teach us and train us to speak in agreement with heaven. Holy Spirit, we do ask you in the name of Jesus that we would know how to speak a word in due season. Father, what are the words you want spoken during this Pentecost 2020 seasons? What are the decrees? What are the declarations? What are the utterances of the Spirit that you want your people to speak? Grant us the tongue of the learned. Teach us. Train us. Anoint our tongues, Father, as we yield our tongues to you and we are finished agreeing with the spirit of the world. We set ourselves today to be in agreement with the spirit of God and to give our tongues over to the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, I believe the Holy Spirit will prepare us for new things as we allow him to teach and train and shift us into utterances, blessed uh, speaking, blessed prayers, blessed declarations, blessed decrees. Father, uh, church, that uh, are, the Father wants to give to us that are essential for increase. They're essential for the blessing God wants to release to come forth. May he prepare our tongues, our ears to hear the utterances he wants to speak, and our tongues to bring them forth. During Passover, uh, there were 
prayers, decrees, and declarations that were made against the coronavirus, that that coronavirus might be uh, dealt with at the very root, at the very source of it, and not overwhelm the nations of the world, as it seemed as though it would do for a certain time. I believe there were forceful words and mighty decrees that many in the body of Christ released, but there are further decrees that need to be released, church. And uh, I, I believe we prayed against uh, the source of the coronavirus, but now we need to pray against the effect that it's been having in the nations. Because I don't know about Kenyan. No, I do know about Kenyan. And not only Kenya, but we have members from Rwanda and people we love from Uganda and Tanzania and Ethiopia and other nations, church, that um, we know have been our economies, have been dealt a severe blow, but we know by faith there's nothing too hard for God. And so we need to be praying where the economic impact of this coronavirus is concerned. Let's use our words as weapon against the enemy's designs to bring our nations down to the very dust economically. And good things that have been happening and progress that we've made, it looks like now we're in a deeper hole than we've been in in the past. But God says, it's not so because I'm with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Somebody shout amen. And he's given us our tongues as a weapon against the economic destruction of this coronavirus. And I, I believe it's time as we enter into Pentecost. Church, Pentecost always has to do with harvest. Pentecost always has to do with increase. But we're in a very special dynamic series, a period of increase, a season of increase. And I, I think there are very remarkable harvests. Church, this is coming to me by the Spirit. Remarkable harvests, supernatural harvests that God will bring forth of seed we've sown in the kingdom of God for righteousness sake. We've sown seed in the kingdom of God. And I hear the spirit of God saying right this moment, there are remarkable harvests he wants to bring forth. Will you agree, church? Shall we touch and agree for that? We Now, I wrote this down because as I was bringing my thoughts together and making my notes, there were prayers and decrees that began to come forth. So church, I wrote this down. I want you to listen to it. I wrote down, let's begin to make prayers and decrees. And this began to come forth. I want to read it to you. Let's pray and agree together. No more Satan. We command you to cease and desist in your attack against Kenya, against the United States, against Rwanda, against Uganda, against Tanzania, against Ethiopia, against the Sudan, against the surrounding nations. In the name of Jesus, we decree, decree the kingdom of God comes and the will of God is being done. We decree increase over our nation. We decree abundance over our nation. We decree God's will and purposes over our nation. May the kingdom of God come and may the will of God be done. We will never lie down and accept the will of darkness. We will be a victorious sheep nation. We will not be a defeated goat nation in the name of Jesus. Church, make this declaration. Kenya 
is a sheep nation rising. Let's say that together. Say it with faith. Kenya is a sheep nation rising. We decree this whole nation is the house of God for the preaching of the gospel, for the power of God to be displayed, for the goodness of God to come forth. We are not sinking into a deep black hole of economic collapse in the name of Jesus. No, we rebuke that at the very heart, root of the plans and purposes of Satan. We rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We arrest the destruction of the enemy and all his forces that have arrayed himself uh, themselves against Kenya and against the nations of the earth. God, you said we would decree a thing and it would be established unto us. We decree deliverance from COVID-19. We curse that sickness root and branch and command it to lead the nation of Kenya. We decree economic recovery over Kenya and that Kenya will be realigned with righteous nations in the earth and covenants with unrighteous nations will be broken, will be separated from that in the name of Jesus. We speak and decree increase over the nation of Kenya realignment with the nations of the world over Kenya. We decree God's goodness, God's blessing, and God's increase over Kenya. God, you said there would be increase in Kenya in 2020. We wage a good warfare with that word from heaven. Father, we welcome you into Kenya. We welcome your word into Kenya. We welcome your kingdom. We welcome your will into Kenya. We welcome the truth. We welcome righteousness. We welcome the goodness of God into Kenya. We decree your will and we pray your will over the nation of Kenya. Amen. Can anyone say amen? Hallelujah. So church in this era, we, the church of Jesus Christ must arise and use our words on behalf of the destiny God has willed and purposed for the nation of Kenya. I'm going to stop right there because I have, I have not finished the message. But I will continue next week. Um, I've got too much more to say. And I feel like the Lord has given us something to chew on this week. And I want to um, ask you to take what you've heard today to heart about right words, forcible words the power of life and death being in our tongues. I've got so much more to go. I just have no choice but to stop. And so, church, I pray you got something today through the Holy Spirit. I do want to remind you about our very special, it's very significant, First Fruits Pentecost 2020 offering that we'll be receiving next Sunday. Actually, uh, Pentecost 2020 starts Saturday, um, Friday, but the 28th, uh, yeah, from the 28th forward. But of course, we're uh, as Christians meeting on Sunday, but we're in that season where we're told, listen to Deuteronomy 16, 16 through 17 in the modern English version, it says three times a year, all your males must appear before the Lord your God in the place where he will choose at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, that's Passover, at the Feast of Weeks, that's Pentecost, seven weeks, 50 days, 
from Passover is Pentecost and at the Feast of Tabernacles. That's in the fall. And they must not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Verse 17, every man shall give as he is able in proportion to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. Church, let me say, I've, I've got a, a offering in my heart and I will have it in my hands and I will send it to you. Pastor Davies will tell you I have the office here sending, tithes sending, different kinds of giving. I will be sending my first fruit offering. We will put that offering together. And um, so church, it's every man as he is able. Do what you're able to do, but feel your offering. If you give and you don't even think about it, you don't even feel it, see it's intellectually, it's your will, and it's your emotions. I'll tell you an, an offering that touches the heart of God is the offering that touched your heart. So you want your first fruit offering, first of all, to touch your own heart. And then it will touch the heart of God. And so this is a very significant first fruits offering. And I ask all of you to prepare your heart to give next Sunday. Church, may I pray with you. Just lift your hands where you are. Father, I speak your blessing on everyone who made the effort to hear this message. And I pray that you will use it, use your words by the power of the Holy Spirit to transform all of our lives and take us into a new level of faith, a new level where our words are, are such, Father, that you're able to put a greater anointing on our words and that our words will have the power of the decrees of heaven granted, the decrees of life, the decrees of blessing, the decrees of the goodness of God, the decrees of, of the very direction that you would take us. May our words be right words, forcible words in the name of Jesus. God bless you, church. I love you more than words can say. And I'll be with you again next week. God bless you so much. Thank you so much, Pastor Carla. What a message. Declarations and prayers. Words of faith that we have heard. Say this after me, please. Father in heaven, we receive this message to do your will and your purpose in our generation to speak your words and see your kingdom manifest amen hallelujah church god is a covenant keeping god we came into the kingdom of god through a covenant in fact in psalm 89 verse 34 god says this my covenant will i not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips in other words, that like the words that you have heard, the message you've heard, these are covenant words we have heard and how we need to, uh, as faith people, to be covenant-minded. Just like God's word is a final authority, then you need to believe God for utterances, to speak out his will. Our words are very important for the effectiveness of this covenant with God in our lives. I don't have to explain that. You've heard the scriptures. You've heard the, the, the words spoken by Pastor Carl. Partaking Holy Communion is a major part of reminding ourselves that we have a covenant with God. And I ask you, please, if you can, if you stand up, please, uh, wherever you are. And, you know, if you can, that's fine. But if you can, let's go ahead. But I, I like doing this when I'm standing. As we approach our covenant meal, which we call, we call Holy Communion, let us believe the Lord for his supernatural work in our lives. And I ask you, please, 
to lift up the bread. Lord Jesus, on the same night in which you were betrayed, you took bread. And when you had given thanks, you broke it and said, Take it. This is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we ask you to forgive us from words that we have spoken that do not align themselves with your word. Every wound, heart, curses of the enemy that these words have invited, we uproot them in the name of Jesus. Right now, we agree with your word that you may be healed from all the effects of negative wars. Every plant which you, our Heavenly Father, has not planted in our lives, we uproot it now. We root out, we pull down, we destroy and throw down the will of the enemy and build and plant the will of heaven. Words of life, the healing power of God. You bore our sicknesses, our diseases in your body on the tree that I as been dead to sins might live for righteousness. By your stripes, we were healed. Your flesh, Jesus, is full indeed. Partake of it. In the same manner, take the blood, please. You also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. We thank you, our Lord, for the power that is in the blood for the forgiveness of our sins and our victory over all the works of the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy. We triumph, we overcome, through the blood of Jesus and we speak it into our lives. Father, we release faith as pastors over your people and plead the blood of Jesus Christ over their lives. We are one people, one body with one faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for that supernatural strength all over all over those who've called into this church and those everyone watching are standing as the members of the body of Christ be healed, be made whole, be protected and thank you for the life of the flesh is in the blood and this is the blood of the new covenant. Thank you Jesus. Would you just lift up your hands and just thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord.